0: Welcome to Racing Green, the podcast that explores the ideas, innovations, and influences making waves in the journey towards a sustainable future for our planet. In each episode, we investigate the new challenges, ingenious solutions, and the undiscovered opportunities that lie at the heart of our rapidly changing world. We aim to accelerate a new era founded on optimism and impactful collective responsibility. Today, we speak with Tessa Clark, CEO and co founder of Olio, a mobile app for sharing, giving, and borrowing within local communities. Welcome, Tessa.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Okay. Well, today's topic is reducing household and food waste, and lots more, I know, no doubt. But um, I wonder if you could tell us about your your background and how you got into what you're doing today and why you chose to work in this industry.
1: So I am a farmer's daughter. Originally, my parents are still farming up in North Yorkshire in the northeast of the UK. And along with my two younger brothers, I was put to good hard work on that farm. And as a result of that upbringing, I grew up with a pathological hatred for food waste. Food waste was pretty much a crime in my family. Um, I... Knew that I didn't want to be a farmer or a farmer's wife. So I ended up uh, leaving the farm and going off to pursue what could be described as a fairly classic corporate career. But everything sort of came full circle for me through an experience I had about eight years ago when I was living and working overseas and moving back to the UK. And on moving day, the removal men told me that I had to throw away all of our uneaten food. And obviously, I was not prepared to do that. So much their irritation, I packed up my newborn baby, my toddler, and I set out into the streets trying to find someone to give this food away to. And unfortunately, I failed miserably. So I very despondently went back to my apartment. And when the removal men weren't looking, I essentially resorted to cross-border smuggling. I smuggled the non-perishable foods into the bottom of my packing boxes. Uh And that was when I thought, Tessa, you were taking things far too far this time. I'd worked in the digital world for a decade at that point point. And I knew there's an app for everything. And I couldn't believe there wasn't a simple app where I could advertise my food and give it away to people living nearby who would like it. And that is what brought me to founding Olio, which does exactly that.
0: Great. Also, how does does Olio work? Uh,
1: So essentially, um, Olio can be used to give away your spare food or other household items. So if you think of scenarios where you might want to use it, perhaps you are going on holiday, perhaps you're going on a diet, perhaps you've overcated for a party, you've received unwanted food gifts, you've decided to eat in instead of cooking what you had planned. For whatever reason, you've got some surplus food, you just snap a photo and add it to the app. People living nearby get an alert, they can browse the listings, request what they want and pop around and pick it up. So it really is neighbor to neighbor. It's connecting people at that very local level. And we started off connecting people to give away their spare food. But very quickly, people started to use Olio to give away other household items as well. So toiletries and cosmetics and cleaning products and clothes and books and toys, things you don't want to ship across the country. You um, Perhaps the charity store doesn't want them or a charity store isn't nearby um, or isn't open. You just want to press a button and automatically have a happy, smiling neighbor show up and take them off your hands. And what people are most surprised about when they use Olio is just how much demand there is for their spare stuff. So a typical food listing that's added to the app is requested within half an hour and a typical household item is requested within two to four hours. So there's no shortage of people who want to get out of their home and pick up free stuff. So our number one challenge is encouraging people to take the 10 seconds to share their spare with someone living nearby, and with a climate crisis unfolding and also cost of living crisis, it's more important than ever that we do share our spare rather than uh, have it going to waste in our own homes.
0: So, what's the scope? Are you are you nationwide?
1: Yes, we are. So, we have had seven million people join Olio, and uh, together that community has shared over one hundred and forty million. Portions of food and ten million household items, and that's through thirty million unique sort of neighbor to neighbor connections. The vast majority of the sharing is happening in the UK across all of the UK, although roughly sort of ten to fifteen percent of the sharing each week is taking place outside of the UK. And we have um, hundred thousand volunteers. These are people who are passionate about our mission. They're passionate about solving the problem of food waste. And we train those volunteers and then match them with local businesses, such as Tesco, for example, or Iceland. And those volunteers will collect the unsold food from those local stores. They will take it home, they'll add it to the app and redistribute it to their local community. And so through working across, for example, Tesco's 2,700 stores, Iceland's 1,000 stores, we support over 100 schools, 350 corporate canteens. So Olio is really being used all over the UK.
0: Wow. What's the, the actual scale of, of food wastage uh, in the UK?
1: Sadly, it is an absolutely enormous problem. So here in the UK, we throw away a third of all the food we produce, which is pretty mind-boggling. And when, but what's most surprising to people is where you start to look at where is food waste taking place? Because most people assume that most food waste is taking place in the supermarkets at a store level. You know, we've all got that visual of that sort of dumpster out the back full of perfectly good food. But actually, that couldn't be further from the truth. When you look at where food waste takes place in the UK, half of all food waste takes place in the home. Just 2% of all food waste takes place at a retail store level. Roughly 8% takes place in hospitality and leisure. Uh, and then the remainder takes place up the supply chain, so in manufacturing distribution on the farm gate. So what that means is that we in our homes, we are responsible for half of all the food that's wasted here in the UK. And households in the UK throw away 14 billion pounds worth of perfectly good food every single year. Wow! So we have a really, really wide scale problem of food waste. And even the businesses, whilst they're only a relatively small percentage point actually uh, uk businesses are throwing away two billion meals of perfectly good food every single year and this is happening when we have a climate crisis rapidly unfolding and also we have a cost of living crisis we have 10 million people here in the uk living in food poverty so it's absolutely criminal that we are all throwing away food at the scale that we are when there are so many people who are struggling
0: wow And is there any indication of when this started to happen, this (laughs) crisis? Was there there any sort of seminal point in recent history where we as a nation have started to just waste food?
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. Certainly, if you speak to my sort of grandmother's generation, the Mm. war generation, there was no such thing as food waste um, back then. And actually, if you look back through the history of humanity, uh, we did not waste food. Food was our most precious resource. It was literally our life source. And we are very unique as a species in that we share our food. There are very, very few species that do that. And if you speak to the social anthropologists, they say that that's one of the core reasons why the human species has been so successful. We're very unique in the fact that we share. And what that means is that we're all kind of hardwired to feel really uncomfortable throwing away food. And equally, we're hardwired to get this real kind of dopamine hit when you give away some food instead. So throughout all of humanity's history, we have shared our food instead of thrown it away. But really, sort of in that post-war era, what has happened is that we have um, essentially moved away from a very communal approach to living, to living in these very, very small units, we are very isolated. We're no longer connected with our local community. And so whilst people still hate throwing away food, the reason why they do it is because they're no longer connected to their local community. They no longer have anyone that they can give their food to. And that's exactly the challenge wow. that Odeo is trying to tackle. We're trying to make it really safe, easy and fun to give away your spare food and household items instead of wasting them.
0: And, and from a... Business success and perspective. How did you manage to get so many people to join an app so so quickly?
1: It hasn't felt so quickly. I can tell you that. <laughs> how long has it
0: been? <laughs>
1: we, Sasha, my co-founder, and I have been working on this for sort of eight years now. I think it is, uh, and for a very, very, very long time, it felt like we were sort of screaming into the void. Uh, food waste wasn't acknowledged to be a problem, um, and it wasn't necessarily anything that collectively we were aware of or cared about. Thankfully, that is now starting to. Uh, change, but how we have managed to build this uh, community, get seven million people to join Olio, we have four to five million items being successfully shared on the app each month. Really, I think is down to our mission, and we hear time and time and time again that people join Olio because they hate waste. Mm. But what's really interesting is they tell us that they keep using Olio because they love the community side of things. They love. Meeting people who live in their neighbourhood, who they wouldn't have ordinarily have met. They like exploring their local neighbourhood. They like getting out and about um, to meet people or meeting people on their own doorstep. And so, forty percent of our community say that they have made friends through Olio. Two thirds say that sharing has improved their mental health, and three quarters say that sharing has improved their financial well-being. And so, if you take that, it's a really strong environmental impact that we've had you combine it with that social impact what it does is people are spreading the word about olio to their friends and families and so roughly 60% of the people who join olio are coming to us through word of mouth and a really important thing that we've done to help amplify that is we've built out a brand ambassador program and we now have over 50,000 people who have reached out to offer to help spread the word about olio in their local community and we give people information that they can share with their digital networks, but just as importantly, people can download or we can mail them posters and letters and flyers that they can use to spread the word about Olio in their local community. And then finally, partnering with the organizations that we redistribute their surplus food from has also been a really powerful way for us to spread the word.
0: Wow. And, and so was that that initial the initial Driver was really just you hate waste, and it was more about making sure there wasn't any waste. Well, that's that's how I understand it.
1: Yes, you're absolutely correct. Um, Sasha and I, the first thing we did after I had had that experience of having to smuggle food across a border, the first thing we did was to research the problem of food waste to understand how big a problem it was or wasn't, and what we discovered absolutely blew our minds, and we couldn't believe it wasn't on the front page of every single. Newspaper in the land. So we discovered that globally, a third of all the food we produce each year gets thrown away, which is worth over a trillion US dollars. Alongside that, we have 800 million people who go to bed hungry each night, who could be fed on just one quarter of the food that we waste in the Western world. Mm. And then the environmental impact of food waste is absolutely devastating. If it were to be a country, food waste would be the third largest source of greenhouse gas emissions after the USA and China. And that's because a landmass larger than China is used every single year to grow food that is never eaten. And one quarter of humanity's fresh water is used every single year to grow food that's never eaten. And so once we learned about this widespread level of waste and just how environmentally damaging food waste was, and then discovering that half of all that food waste takes place in the home, and we couldn't see anyone else solving that part of the problem, that was why we really committed to launching Olio. And since then, we've continued to remain as passionate as we are about solving this problem because more and more data is coming out to show how big the food waste problem is and how important it is to solve. So for example, Project Drawdown, which is a collaborative piece of work by several hundred of the world's leading climate change scientists, they said, you know, enough of the doom and gloom about the climate crisis. Why don't we stack rank the top 100 solutions to the climate crisis? And for a maximum two degree warmed world, in position number one is reducing food waste. And that comes above electric cars, above solar power, and above a plant-based diet. And about six weeks ago, Project Drawdown released their latest research, which said, what are the top 20 things that individuals and households can do to reduce their carbon emissions? And by their estimates... Actions taken in the home can reduce global carbon emissions by 25 to 30%. And again, in position number one is reducing food waste, very, very narrowly beating a plant-based diet. But interestingly enough, it sits well above recycling, which I think was in eighth position and reducing your plastic consumption, which was in 14th position. So we remain as committed as ever to trying to solve this enormous problem of food waste Because it's absolutely critical to do that if we're going to solve the climate crisis. And, you know, food waste is 10% of global greenhouse gas emissions. That's more than the whole entire fashion industry. It's many multiple times more than the aviation industry. And it's the problem that we're not really talking about.
0: Well, so a social benefit and an environmental benefit at the same time. What's not to love about that? Exactly. Congratulations. Congratulations. I wonder if you maybe sort of share some of the one inspiring story that's, that you've, you've, you've experienced or that has been a consequence of what you've achieved.
1: There are many dark days when you're on, on an entrepreneurial journey and it feels like the whole world is stacked against you. Um, and both Sasha and I do get our energy from these sort of very inspiring stories that we come across really, really regularly in the Odeo um, community. I will always remember, we've got a forum section in the app where our community talks to one another and share stories. So when I'm having a down day, I will filter the forum for a section called Olio Love. And there's always lots of lovely stories there. But I remember one um, story unfolding on the forum uh, with a guy called Terry who had met someone by Olio. I think it was one of our food waste heroes who was collecting and redistributing uh, unsold food from Pret-a-Manger. Uh, Terry had met one of our food waste heroes, picked up some food, established a relationship and then essentially that food waste hero then worked really closely alongside Terry to get Terry um, out of rough sleeping into a home and onwards um, from there. And it was incredibly moving when Terry was posting kind of the first night that he was actually sleeping under a roof. And then Terry was then able to go on and uh, equip that uh, accommodation with furniture and other household items uh, that he managed to pick up from the Olio app. And I think that when we are living in such difficult times for so many, it's deeply frustrating um, to me that we have so many people who are struggling when alongside that there are so many people who are kind of drowning in clutter. Mm. And it just seems utterly wrong. And actually what we need is just this massive sort of outpouring of community of sharing of just giving away um, the clutter that causes many people a lot of stress to be living around because it can be really life-changing to other members of your local community. And it just feels really, really good to have that kind of impact on someone else's life. Plus, of course, there's the environmental uh, benefit too.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm interested in a little bit of mathematics here. Um, in, in terms of your audience, uh, you know, are there more people giving away that want the food
1: The enormous challenge that we have, and it's an ironic challenge, our number one challenge is getting people and businesses to list their spare on the Olio app. So there is no shortage of food and other household items being wasted and thrown away. Um, And that's our number one challenge is getting it on the app because once stuff comes onto the app, there is an enormous amount of demand for it. So many listings will be on the app for seconds, before they are requested so we're constantly thinking how can we encourage more people to give it a go to get involved to give stuff away instead of throw stuff away
0: what are the solutions to that are there any tech solutions or how how
1: oh, trust me it's it it's, it's a lifelong endeavor um certainly a couple of things that learnings that we have had mm. so the first one is we have gone pretty deep on behavioral psychology and really understanding that field and how we can apply the best of behavioral psychology um, to Olio. And one of the most powerful models uh, that we look at is the EAST model from the Behavioral Insights team, which says that if you want to change uh, consumer behavior, you need to make it easy, you need to make it attractive, you need to make it social, and you need to make it timely. Uh, And in particular, one of our learnings is that the biggest determinant that someone will do something is if they believe that everyone else is doing it. Uh-huh. And so we work very hard to uh, show people how many other people are using Olio. The second thing that we have learned to do is that you might have noticed I'm a little bit passionate about solving the climate crisis, and as founders and a team, that is our mission. That's what really motivates us. We care about the planet very deeply. Um, And we used to have a messaging hierarchy, which would sort of talk about the planet and the climate crisis. And then we would perhaps talk a little bit about people, so the community impact we were having. And we wouldn't really at all talk about the personal, what it meant to you to use the Olio app. And what we've realized is we need to flip that messaging hierarchy on its head. And instead, now we lead off with the personal, because we believe that we live in an age of selfish altruism. Mm-hmm. where you people want to do the right thing but you've got to give them that sort of selfish motivation and so now we lead off on of messaging talking about the personal talking about just how great it feels to share yeah. then we talk about the people uh, the positive impact that you can have on your local community and then with regards to the planet that's just a little bit of light sort of fairy dust sprinkled over the top of the messaging pie and that's been a real breakthrough for us in terms of how we think about our communications
0: you mentioned that you had you had operations or you know all users abroad where is that
1: We have pretty active communities in Singapore so we have about 100 150,000 people uh, out there then also in Latin America so wow. Mexico, Chile, Argentina, Colombia but we've had items successfully shared in over 60 countries so far and again that is very much thanks to that word of mouth social media has also been very powerful for us Mm -hmm. and people recognize that if they want to use oleo in their local community they're going to have to tell other people in their local community about it and get them involved Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. and so we've got lots of pockets of sharing taking place all over the world but for myself and the team right now we're really very much focused on the uk market
0: well perhaps a naive, naive question here but how do you fund your own existence
1: uh a very important question. Uh, So Olio is very proudly a profit with purpose business. We are a B Corp. So we have always believed that we need to have a sustainable business model to enable us to solve the problem that we want to at scale. And so we generate revenues through charging businesses with a service we provide to redistribute their surplus food. So at the moment, those businesses, so they would be supermarkets, corporate canteens, school canteens, hospitals, TV production companies, everywhere where food waste is taking place. And the moment those businesses are paying a waste contractor to take that food off to waste streams, and instead they now pay us to make sure that it is safely redistributed into multiple homes in the local community. That's where we generate the majority of our revenues. Then another revenue stream we have is what's called a freemium model which is very common in the world of apps whereby you can upgrade to unlock additional benefits and features by subscribing on a monthly or annual basis so you can become an Olio supporter.
0: Wow. And then on the receiving side This is a tech-based solution, easy to use, as you you explained. But still, when we think about sort of inclusion, there must be still a lot of people who actually don't have the means to or the wherewithal to actually make use of your platform.
1: That's not so strictly true because mobile phone penetration in the UK, Mm -hmm. I think, is now north of 90%. um, And we have people from truly all walks of life. Yep. Using Olio, we also have lots of people who use Olio on behalf of other people yep. who can't. Yep. So we definitely have people who will use the app and pick things up for elderly neighbors, yep. yeah. for example. Mm-hmm. So, um, but again, we, when we think about our mission, what we're really focused on is people who can add surplus to the app. Mm-hmm. And so the elder generation, for example, waste hardly anything. You know, we've got no shortage of demand. So we're really focused on those people who've got lots of spare stuff. The beauty of Oleo is is that it's about community, not charity, and there's absolutely no stigma whatsoever attached with using Oleo. So people yep. are having a tough time. That's yep. actually what they love about it, yep. is the fact that they don't have to go to their GP, they don't have to get a chit, there's no quotas, they can just use Oleo just like anybody else. And absolutely, there are some very wealthy people picking up free stuff from <laughs> Oleo, and we love it. That's great. The most yep. important thing is that, that food... Um, and those items are not going to waste.
0: Great. And finally, what's for the future? What, what do you have planned? What's, um, what's up next for Olio?
1: Well, in the long term, we want to, you know, honestly, kind of get the whole world uh, sharing. And whilst we make great progress, we have an awful long way to go. So we remain sort of very, very galvanized to just grow as quickly as possible to play our part in solving the climate crisis Um, our focus right now is still very much on the UK and is around encouraging more and more businesses to work with us to redistribute their surplus food because businesses are throwing away 2 billion meals of perfectly good food every year. We've got a climate crisis and we've got 10 million people living in food poverty. So it's absolutely criminal that that level of waste is going on. And so we are very, very actively working into lots of different business sectors to encourage them to work with us. And then on sort of the household side of things, you can use Olio to give away your free food and other household items. We also very recently launched the ability for our community to be able to sell household items to one another. You can also lend and borrow things for free in the Olio app. And so really, we want to try and change the model of consumption so that rather than the current default where people buy stuff brand new and use it for a fraction of its life and it ends up going to waste. Instead, we want to be circulating those resources that we already have around our local communities and building so many strong social connections off the back of that.
0: And on those household items, which do you think are going to be the most, most shared or most given away or where, where's the biggest opportunity there?
1: So we've run some analysis looking at the most commonly shared household items. The biggest category for Olio is actually clothing. So roughly a quarter of the household items given away is clothing. Then we have quite a lot of categories that are all sort of 8 nine, ten 9 10% each of our listings. So they would include toiletries. So I, I think most homes have that toiletries drawer gathering dust of you know, bath bombs that you don't use because you're a shower person and the shampoo you used once and didn't work for your hair. So toiletries is another big one and cleaning products, kitchen appliances, books and magazines, toys, what you would expect, really.
0: It seems like a long way to go. There's, a, there's lots and lots of opportunity there to ultimately to give people more what, what they want, but without having an impact on the climate and actually yeah. actually having less, less carbon produced.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Right, Tessa, thanks for joining us here today on Racing Green.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: That's all for this episode of Racing Green. Thanks for joining us. Racing Green is produced by myself, Geoffrey Young, Chris Bristow and Georgina McGiven in collaboration with the Camden Clean Air Initiative. It was recorded at Serendipity Studios, Camden, North London, with music and sound design by Chris Bristow.